Hello everyone and welcome to a Vic Acres Wonderland Road to Stadium Australia Lioness Special. It's me, Matt, Lottie and G and we're going over the quarterfinals of the World Cup where England play Colombia. So before we go into the result, which I think we can all agree was rather good, um, we'll go for our guests. So first to the amazing Matt. Matt, how are you? How's the weekend been? Uh <laughs> it's been good. It's, I'm looking forward. I've been looking forward to this. Um, firstly, I think everyone's had a bit of a busy weekend. Mm. I'm not the only one, but uh, it's been hectic, and that. But that's for different reasons. But we'll talk about them later on. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, as always, I'm joined by the lovely Lottie. Lottie, how are you? Sporting the Arsenal. The new season is upon us, but the women's football continues on playing. Oh, absolutely. I'm spoiled for football. I mean. A lot of people would have realised that yesterday we all got locked out of the Emirates and kickoff was really late. But I got got to watch the first half of England um, while I was waiting outside. Got onto the concourse. Lauren Epps scores. Mm. And I've never seen... I, it's so good to see the Arsenal fans just light up the concourse over yes. in a women's England goal. It was... I love my club. The fans are the best. And you can't tell me otherwise. No, they are. And I saw some pictures on social media that actually put the game on in the concourse, which I thought was a really nice touch because I think they, they suspected there'd be a lot of um, uh, Lioness fans uh, coming along. Um, and as always, as it's an England game, I'm delighted to be joined by our guest G, that is the gorgeous G. How are you, G? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Um, managed to watch the game in a pub for the first time <laughs> yesterday, So, and it was on the big screen as well. The Arsenal was behind me until obviously the game finished so it was really nice there was there was quite a few girls in there watching it and guys just on their own chatting and watching the game it was really nice to see cheering the girls on and obviously we won can i just quickly ask on that before i move on to the, the pod, uh, main pod in general obviously you were on your holidays i'm assuming when you're watching the pub um yeah. you were watching this in a pub in a different country um was that country supportive of england or Colombia? should we say in, in the uh in the pub <laughs> everyone in front of me was England. Everyone right. behind was Columbia. <laughs> Columbia. When they went one nil up, you could hear the cheers. But it was all like in in good taste. To be fair, um, I was just surprised it was on and grateful it was on. No, I mean I think again that's just fantastic the fact that the um, we are at the point where the, the pubs are showing the games. So I say it many times, but 10, 15 years ago. That wouldn't be the case, but it is, you know, it's getting more global, it's getting more coverage and, the, you know, the further England go in the tournament, um, you know, the more coverage it's getting. And that is fantastic. So, introductions aside, we shall dive right in. As we all know, previous game, it was tense, it was a draw, we won on penalties. And then yesterday, it was 2-1, five minutes to go, very tense, weren't really sure. So, lot of you were there. How do you think Arsenal will cope with this uh, opening result to the season? <laughs> what? <laughs> We drew in the community shield and then we and then we got the penalties and then we won two one. As you may have noticed, Arsenal and the Lionesses, their trajectories are mirroring each other. Um we had two two one. <laughs> I knew that'd be lost on your lottie. Um it's just it's, it's too late on a Sunday and we've got lots to get no, through. Do you know so. what it is? Do you know what it is? I've been ill all week. You have. I have had <laughs> the towel and the kettle water over my head. I did everything I could to get to that game yesterday. Yeah. And no. I'm still, I probably sound weird to a lot of people right now, but I'm still ill. And I still well, made I... it to that game. I, I like, it was nice. I'll be honest with you. It was nice not to drop a drop, touch a drop of alcohol uh, like well, it is on women's match days. I love it. As, as, as someone who follows that routine, I, I can absolutely agree with that. Um, <laughs> but yes, unfortunately, Arsenal and England are both making us, um, well, making us nervous wrecks. Um, but we'll go with the early game as this is a uh, Lioness pod. England versus Colombia, a repeat of our game in 2015. Um, starting lineup, um, I think as we all expected, really, Earps in goal, Greenwood, Bright, Carter in the defence, going with the back three as we did in the previous game. Daly, Walsh, Stanway, Bronze, Toon now starting at 10 ahead of uh, Lauren James, who is now suspended. We now know it's suspended for two games and uh, we'll be back for either the third place playoff or the final. And our front two, of course, Hemp and Russo. 
Matt, I'm going to come to you. Thoughts on the starting lineup? Happy? Surprised? Should we have gone anything different? I think it was just a bit of a surprise that it was a 5-3-2. And I wasn't expecting Lauren Hemp to be the striker. Mm. Um, I can see the understanding was to try and get Alessia Russo to sort of head the ball down a little bit and make Lauren Hemp run in behind. Um, but it worked. And to be honest, at this point, anything that works, keep you keep on doing it, as we know from the Euros. Um, I was expecting, I, I was a bit of a nervous wreck. So <laughs> I spent the uh, uh, Friday night just going over simulations and they were really bad. Some of them were like 1-0 Colombia's, some of them were 2-2 and then Colombia went on penalties. And then you had like England win 1-4-1. Which was well, I'm, a really glad one. I'm glad you didn't bring these jinxes to the, to the to the pod because you know I would hope that Lottie would exert the same treatment she does to me whenever I predict you know that the worst of of England. Sorry, Matt, are you feeling all right, mate? <laughs> I'm, I, what I, 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 the hell? Why? <laughs> Thank you, G. <laughs> I know it's Why my job. It's my job to be the negative predictor. It's not up to you. Like <laughs> no, it was just I I couldn't get my I I generally could not think of anything else to do I, I was trying to think of anything to, else to sort of take my mind off the game but my mate my the game I just felt like a clump of nerves I've never felt that nervous since um I'll probably say the FA Cup final what the one we again. lost 3-0 to Chelsea yeah yeah well okay thankfully it didn't go that way all and the Conti think... Cup the Conti Cup the first safe 10 minutes of the Conti Cup I'll probably that right. wasn't well, thankfully, that one did go rather well. Um, yeah. we'll, dive, we'll dive right into the game. I think we can all agree when we played Nigeria, um, we weren't great. So I was kind of hoping in this game that we were going to sort of step it up a bit. We sort of maybe learnt from our mistakes. Um, five minutes in, I think it was uh, Russo and Hemp had a few shots blocked. Obviously, Russo was offside. Colombia defender actually had to go off an injury. It was quite shame actually a few minutes in and, and she was ruled out. Um, Daly had a, a few good chances of her own. Russo head straight at the keeper. G, obviously you're watching um, in the pub, as you say. Um, happy of England start? Would you fill you with a bit of hope? Sorry, was that for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How would you feel with England start? Yeah, it was um, it was fast paced for once. Um, we we <laughs> looked like a, an older version of us. Um, yeah. Everyone, there was a lot of energy in the team. We were moving the ball quite quickly. Um, some really nice patterns of play as well, and obviously uh, uh, some early chances um, as well. And I thought we controlled it pretty pretty good. We were looking like much more comfortable, settled in where we are. We've made it through these barriers so far, and then they could just go out and um, show show a little bit more of what they what we know them to be. Um, yeah, and I definitely think that the Russo and Hemp partnership worked so well mm. they were on the lionesses live today as well sort of saying about it um and how much they they enjoyed it and and worked the link up together so well it's one of those things we i don't think any of us even mentioned it in the previous ones the link ups we never really put those two together yeah. but yeah yesterday's game it was i mean they both could have scored the first goal <laughs> they one, sort of apologized yeah, for taking yes. it off each other <laughs> um and yeah, it's that's quite an exciting partnership that's come out of nowhere. So hopefully, going forward uh, for Wednesday, we can also exploit that a bit more as well and see see if it's something that could be our secret weapon. I am intrigued by this partnership because I don't, it's been a while since I've seen England go with a twin striker sort of partnership. I'm more used to us having a lone striker and, and powerful wingers, but with our wingers being the likes of uh, Bronze and Daly. Um, it's allowed us to play this twin striker format, and it's it's certainly um, creating chances. It obviously created the, the major chance of the half, which we'll get to. But um, from my perspective, watching the game, I thought we started great as we sort of did against Denmark, and then the pace seemed to drop a bit. Colombia came back into it, became very 50-50. Colombia, we know what they're like on the ball. Um, I saw I think it was Caicedo had uh, a great run down the channel, roasted Carter for pace, and I'm starting to get Nigeria flashbacks. Um, Lottie, I'm going to come to you. I know this is something Matt's going to talk, going to want to talk about. When I'm going to come to you instead first. Um, 44th minute, Mary Earps. I think we can all agree she's been amazing this tournament. But we did say after the Haiti game, if you overexpose a goalkeeper too much, eventually there will be a wobble. Is this a wobble? This goal from Santos, or is this a bit of sublime skill? To be honest, Rachel Daly got skinned alive. Mm. 
I'm sorry, but if you're going to defend that, you need to kind of tighten up your screws there. Mm. Um, and thing is, there was once she got round Rachel Daly, there was no way Epps was going to stop that. Mm. It was an amazing goal from Leslie Santos. It was. Obviously, it was against us, so it wasn't that great. But <laughs> Were you wearing your club, your top? Oh, you weren't. You were in the game, Arsenal game. Of course you weren't. But... <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was in my... I, was, I went to the Arsenal yeah. game. Were you I'd mentally? still wear my England... No, I was in my England colours. I've enjoyed watching Columbia every step of the way. I knew you were going to do this to me. Yeah. You've got absolutely wind up, Murphy. You've done it once already. You're not funny. Well, you've absolutely your, you've not n- funny. You've nailed your colour to the mask, so I've got to pick you apart on that one. <laughs> I'm a football shirt collector. There's a difference. <laughs> Yeah, when I do it, I get called a new name. Well, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know well, what the Colombian is for Lottie. Well, that's you. That's why. <laughs> I don't know what the Colombian is for Lottie. But if someone does know, please leave it in the comments, and I shall refer to it as that from now on. But it was a sublime bit of skill from Santos. I think we can agree. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, just we know how Rachel, good Rachel Daly is in that in that back line, and for that to happen, mm. you've got to have some nice footwork, and there was some nice like footwork in the build-up. It was a goal I think we can say Beth Mead would be proud of, her signature crotch. It was sort of a yeah. cross between a, a, a shot, a chip, a lob, a cross, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think it was deserved um, on, on the run of play. I thought Colombia made, well, they got the way back into the game and playing in a way that we, well, how they beat Germany, very intense, pressing, player to player, very physical, strong in the duels. Just want to quickly go back to you, Matt, because I know you've been one of Mary Earp's biggest supporters. Um, very, very happy to, to you praise her. You need to stop picking on him. <laughs> you need to stop. I know. Matt, is I this so many faults, including the fact this, that I'm sure. Okay, in all seriousness, Matt, is this the moment we we were sort of waiting for, shall we say? I just want to get with you on this one. No. Well, this isn't just a Mary Earp's thing. This, this is one of the things that she has a huge weakness on sometimes it's a lapse of concentrations or sometimes it's that it is that chip um we've seen it a couple of times over in the wsl against brighton for example that was the even, one i was thinking of yeah even again even um against lewis, uh, lewis. Look at this time she didn't put it in her own net this time that's <laughs> true something that is, plus yes. on that side. as an england fan that's a plus that's, yeah yes uh but i, I just, it's a little bit of questioning over the positioning because you're expecting that um the goalkeeper if you're a goalkeeper i expect you if you're in in that second third you need to be by your line you shouldn't be a foot foot or two foot in front of it that's what was causing the problem had she stepped back a little bit she would have probably got managed to get at least something on it and try even if it still goes through past the fingertips it's something that you could say oh at least she tried um but Again, maybe I think it was the unexpected uh, I think part so of it. Yeah, it, it you know when Frieda scored uh, scored that goal at the Emirates against Man United, where oh, it yeah. took a yeah. deflection. It's Wrong similar touches. to yeah, similar similar sort of thing. I'm I'm not gonna blame her for something like that. It it, it kind of feels like it's a fifty fifty fact. Well, it's almost like a 25, 25, 25 almost because Santos has done great skills done do Rachel Daly should yeah. Rachel Daly gone a bit tighter on her possibly Mary Earps with her with her footwork you would expect her to drop back a little bit just to make sure that she's got enough space if she is expecting the cross but if she maybe she was expecting the cross so she come out and punch it or come and collect it um maybe she were maybe she was at an eye on something else and then it's just the overall defending as well. So it's it, everyone's got some sort of role to play in it. But for I remember when we were talking about the Euros, we had, I mentioned at the time that England hadn't come from, hadn't let a goal in all and tournament. Then and then the and Spain then game happened. happened. Spain. Yeah. Mm. And I have a feeling that um, that's kind of the catalyst that we're going for now. That Like, as soon as these things happen, we know that there's going to be a reaction. And it took a while. But that it, it's nice to see that this isn't like a old oh crap sort of moment. Um, but a fair play to Colombia and Santos because that was a pretty word like defeatist attitude. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say there was a lot of talk in the commentary. There were, I know we talked about Lauren James and sort of refer, referencing France '98 with Beckham in last pod. Well, I thought it was interesting in the commentary there, of, and what was the the discourse online? It was sort of like Ronaldinho 
against David Seaman 2002. Just a subtle bit of footwork, just a subtle misreading of the moment. And that, that's the fine margins of football. It could happen to any goalkeeper, happen to Erps, but I would say full credit to Santos and they fully deserve it. It's an amazing bit of skill, one of the goals of a tournament. What fascinated me is what happened next. Um, six minutes were put up on the board, six minutes for England to try and find something. Um, gee, how did England do it? <laughs> It was it was one of those. Where I think we had a, a quite a few chances at that point where mm. they were just we couldn't connect with it as much. We couldn't the power wasn't there or it just wasn't flowing, and it didn't look like anything was going to happen. Um, but full credit to both of the girls. They they both battled for that ball. <laughs> um, obviously, you're anticipating the goalkeeper to get that, and mm-hmm. so it's good awareness for them to not just give up and think, "Well, that's the keeper's going to get that," because she spilled it about three times, mm. um, and it was lucky that. Alessia obviously kept going for it, putting her foot in. And yeah. I don't know if that contributed to the second and third one, but yeah, then obviously Hempo was was on the case as well. So it, it's it's good at that stage in the the game as well. Like you said, it was six minutes in, mm. um, a long first half, quite an energetic first half for them still to be on it because they could have easily just given up and thought, oh, keeper's got that." And then the goal doesn't happen. So yeah, it was a it was a nice bit of luck and one of the most perfect times to score mm. as well. Oh. I think that we played a, a little like, an extra minute afterwards, didn't we? Yeah. Um, but that was just sort of keeping the retaining the ball and keeping it, seeing it out to half time. So it was um it was a good way to go back in to the, the changing rooms, level again and I'm ready to then go again. I wanna to come to you quickly, Lottie, just on the on the Colombian side. Um, from my from my perspective, no, this is honestly this is not. Well, yes, it is. But <laughs> with Colombia, um, I felt watching it, they were sitting back and they were waiting for the whistle. They're trying to hold on to the lead, which I can sort of half understand. But I felt that it was a gamble because they were sort of stopping what they were doing so well, which was pushing and, and engaging and, and pushing England. Do you think it was a mistake to try and sit on a one goal lead and try and hold out, even though it was just six minutes? Do you think that's the right way they should have managed that the added time? Absolutely not. Um, if you look back to when their actual manager was banned and you had the assistant manager on the touchline, oh. they went one nil up, they went parking the bus. He knew what he was doing. And I really quite enjoyed it. But when but as soon as the their manager had served his ban, which he got from the Cop in America last yeah. summer, um it kind of just fizzled out and it was kind of like I did feel like the front three between Esme, Casado and oh, Myra. Ramirez. Ramirez? Yes, Myra Ramirez. It was all restricted, and they didn't have the free flowing that they had at the beginning. I mean, we've we, we've seen how Casado was at the beginning of the tournament. That she sort of slowly, I'm going to say, completely fizzled out, but she's kind of calmed it down. Mm. If that makes sense, I don't know if that's because he's now back in charge and he, that's the way he wants stuff done. Mm. But the, the excitement in their football kind of fizzled down, and like you're benching Guzman as well, which I thought was like whoa. You've just had a had a cross with that width and got a goal out of it, and you've benched her. That's hmm. really interesting. Because you, so- you think, I think one of the biggest things for me at the moment is that ball being whipped in. Yeah. At our goal, and that's the one thing we don't want. No. And you've benched that player. You've effectively screwed yourself over in my eyes. I, I must admit, I think Colombia's World Cup did peak when they beat Germany. I thought that was such an amazing result. I think we all enjoyed watching it. A, because Colombia was so great in that game, but also because Germany mm. were in the mud. I don't think that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I um, don't think they've ever gone beyond that that moment, I feel. To be honest, there's a reason why they came second in the Copa America to, America to Brazil. There is a reason for that. And that is why they're in this tournament. Yeah. And I love, I've loved them as a dark horse because so little is known about them. Yeah. Like you can watch in the early hours of the morning on BBC, you can watch the men's one. Mm. I didn't even know there was a women's one. No. Until a few I, months ago. I should say as much as I am do tease on the Colombian front, I can honestly say I've enjoyed watching Colombia so much as World Cup as well. I'm I'm not trying to admit it. It's been they've been so fun to watch. And that's why this has been such an almost a bittersweet um fixture um as an England fan. Um last thing on the half. Absolutely. To... I think also that with their FA not backing them, they've proved a point now. 100%. So their FA needs to pull their finger out. Yeah, 
and I think we can say that about a lot of FAs in this tournament. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, they need to stop doing FA and start chipping in. Um, Matt, I'm going to come to you just before we get half time as our resident goalkeeping howler expert. Um, we did give Merritt's a bit of stick, but I think the same stick has to be pointed at Perez in this one. This is a this is a bit of a gaff, isn't it? I think it's actually a lot of confusion. Do you think it's almost like pinball in the box, isn't it? And it, I th- between Perez and I can't remember who the defender was at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, off the top of my head, I do apologise. Um, but it just they had so many chances to just swipe the ball away, and mm. the goalkeeper doesn't uh, Perez doesn't hold it. Then um, the defender think, tries to get a foot to try and clear it away, doesn't clear it away properly, and then just of all people, just Alessio Russo just goes, thank you, I love that. No, sorry, uh, Lauren Hemp. Hemp, yeah. And I know, G, you're, she's your favourite player, but <laughs> at this tournament, she hasn't set the world on fire. Do you think that's a little bit of a confident booster for her? Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah. But I think she has already obviously got a goal earlier in the tournament. Um, and, and But then obviously she was rested for one of the games, so it's not been a guaranteed shirt for her but yeah every moment like that maybe the confidence in like like I was saying early with her and Alessia maybe that's something that's happened from training and then they've looked really well together playing them together and then both getting on the score sheet is gonna it's gonna help them both isn't it let's be honest um and it looks like she's getting into the form that we know her for now so that can only be good for us she did an interview with ITV afterwards just saying I'm not where I am or my usual levels but I'm doing everything I can to get back there which is always good to say because you know it could easily come out and be well I got a goal today so yeah I'm doing well but it's always looking for the next level to to get to so yeah she'll definitely find confidence in that. I should say um, for listeners and and viewers who haven't seen the goal it's um, what actually happens is England get probably for the first time I'd say in the entire half they get a sustained they had to sustain pressure on the, in the Colombian half, the sustained amount of possession. Colombia have sat back. They're, they're going along with all the clearances. They've stopped playing out from the back. England are able to get Kira Walsh on the ball. They get Stanway in the ball. And it's actually Walsh with a lovely chip over defence. Bronze heads it back in towards Russo. Carnage in defence. Um, ball deflects around, rolls to the keeper. Keeper has to claim it, doesn't claim it. It bounces off her. And credit to likes of Russo and the defender and Hemp, they all swarm on the ball. Reminds me a bit of, if you remember the North London derby uh, in the men's last season, when Gabriel Jesus p- poked the ball after Loris and defender got in a right mess from Saka's shot. Hemp bundles it in the empty net. I'm thinking, thank goodness. Because <laughs> quite <laughs> frankly, I did not see that goal. After the, the, the half had developed, it was up until the point Columbia scored, I couldn't see a scoring. Um, but that six minutes was some of the best six minutes of the half. Half time, one all, reset, we go again, uh, second half. Um, we actually sort of make quite a good start. We get some corners. Um, I think it's Walsh who volleys over. Daly has a header straight to the keeper. We've had a lot of these shots at the keepers, which is getting rather annoying. I, I wish our forwards knew about the term bottom corner. Um, mm-hmm. And then it was quite a funky um, free kick routine. I was going to come. I'm going to come to G on this one. I don't remember saw this one with the hemp making a sort of a dummy run. We play it to hemp. We should see. It's, it's good when we see a bit of creativity when it's not just a free kick aimed for the top bins. Yeah, um, and I think it would have worked really well mm. if they communicated it better. Yes, because you could see they were obviously talking about it first, and off she goes down the left but the ball doesn't go into her when she's expecting it. So she kind of stops and then goes again and the ball is just slightly behind her. She does get a good connection into the box, but yeah, it's just a shame that some, sometimes those things come off so well and you're like, oh yeah, that's Clever. a training ground exercise. Yeah. That's great. That's caught off, caught them off guard. Um, it was just a shame it didn't work. And then we didn't try it again. <laughs> now, I think the problem is with these routines is once you've played them once, you can't play them again because they're sort of switched on for it. It, it I'll, the be- the greatest you know the greatest free kick routine of all time is the one not counted against Arsenal. If you ever seen it on YouTube, where they when they fake they fake a mess up and then they whip it into the bottom corner. Um, and it, it did look like there was a mess up when Hunt made a run did, and then didn't make did a run. It did work against Wolfsburg. It did work. Say against no Wolfsburg. more. <laughs> that is very true. Um, moving on then to, as the half progressed, um, I thought England started the second half rather well. Um, certainly were better in the fifty fifties. Had more of the ball. And then uh, the moment happened, the moment that's gone viral, the moment that everyone's talking about, which is obviously our lovely 
our legend, Russo. Lottie, talk us through it. Do you know what? I only saw the highlights of this. I was watching the men's game. <laughs> I was in the stadium watching Bakaya just mm. kick his ball about. No, um, oh, no, it was just a beautiful, it was a massive mistake by the Colombian defender to let Russo be that close and be in that close range of the ball. Mm. And like, she literally saw her opportunity, she went and there was three of them round her and it was just a beautiful strike. At first, when you first watch it and you don't have that close up, it looks mm. like a nutmeg through the keeper, but the ball actually went round and into the bottom corner. Mm. Yeah. I was just, I've watched that about maybe about 70, 80 times yesterday. I was going to put a quick, quick, uh, quick uh, thumb, thumb count here for everybody, numbers. Um, so Lottie, was it 78 times? Matt, how many times have you watched it? 70 to 80 times, maybe. <laughs> uh, probably not many. I'll probably say four or five times. Not as many as uh, everyone else has, unfortunately. Gee, how many times have you rewound it? <laughs> a fair few, because it comes up on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Then it comes back on the telly mm. in some and then, it, and, and then um, it pops up on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, but you got to say as well, the ball from Stanway was... 100%. Yeah. was unreal. Oh, absolutely. A good first touch from... I think Russo does touch it first and tries to take her out wide, but then obviously the, the defender fumbles it. Mm. And then again, she's chasing. She's she's there. She's ready to chase it. And just, it's, it's kind of, that's her kind of goal, isn't it? She's quite good at in, in those that area of the box um, yeah. and obviously goes across the keeper and and scores and she always looks so buzzing as well like she can't believe she scored and you're like you're you're owning this now like mm. you're the old strike you've got your two goals let's go let's go again um she's settling in i think to the tournament now a little bit as well and the midfield were with tune she she did still look a bit tired quite mm. a lot of the game i thought um but she did put herself everywhere and obviously kira walsh is getting back up to speed as well and and Stanway had one of her best games of the tournament so far as well so the midfield is that's for me always where the game is won and lost is yeah. when the midfield are on we're on um so it was nice to see things are starting to really click and and come together like we're used to now but that ball it was like you know Kira Walsh in the final that ball to LSU sometimes yes. you need that little mm. bit of something else so yeah full credit to Stanway in the lead up to that now, it's just for the goal itself, for those who haven't seen it, and if you haven't seen it, where have you been? Um, it's a, actually starts at Greenwood on the halfway line with a lovely dink into the midfield. Stanway picks it up, eyes at the pass for Russo. Stanway threads it through, and I think it takes a nick off the inside of a defender's leg, and that's what sort of makes the opportunity. The defender, I'd say it's probably a mistake from her again. It's another defensive mistake, sadly, from Colombia. Should step in, take the ball and take it out, but it deflects off her. And there's like this pause, like a half-second pause, where like nobody knows sort of what's happened, but it's Russo. And this is what I think is so great. It's Russo, the first one who twigs that actually this is the moment. And she's quicker than all the Colombian defenders race the ball and it's pure instinct i think it's what you were sort of alluding to g there's no um there's no hesitations there's no where to do it it's no i'm going to take onto it and i'm just going to lever it across the keeper absolutely buries it probably i would say england's best sort of move well only real move as it, as it turns out and in, in the second half but in a game where it was very much a, a battle um to 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 play rather than a, a, a chance to exhibit playing it was nice to see a bit of um i would say proper i'd say proper football um, a bit of flowing football. We haven't seen, apart from the China game, we haven't seen that much from England, but it was really good to see. And I think the reaction said it all. 2-1 comeback win. Obviously, we were talking about maybe the Spain game in the quarterfinals at the Euros, and there's definitely some illusions we can draw between the two. What was interesting, I found, is pretty much half of that, I think the goalkeeper for Colombia got subbed off. She had an injury. But we saw, it was sort of roles reverse in the, in the in, like it wasn't in the first half. We had the lead. We then sat back. Colombia then piled onto us. Matt, as you've uh, said earlier, Podge, um, you were going through every possible simulation of permutation that was going to happen in this game because you were hyper nervous. So I'm guessing you were mentally prepared for the 30 minute onslaught that Colombia were going to pile upon us. Um, how were you? Were you comfortable that we were going to see this out or were you as nervous, I think, as the rest of us? I, I know I've talked about different games where I've been nervous. Um, I, I I don't think I was that nervous after that second goal. I just thought that maybe if if we can get one more, maybe it would probably help out a little bit, uh, ease the pressure a little, a little bit less. Um, some of these games that we've seen, um, like teams have not carried on that momentum. They just don't go for that next goal. They think one goal is going to win it. 
Um, I lost count the amount of times it's been in games where, especially when it's been come to Arsenal or England, where it's been one nil in the past, and you think you need another one here to make sure that you go through. Um, I'm thinking back, even in World Cups, you could probably say the one against Japan in that semi-final. Oh, we don't talk we, about that semi-final. <laughs> um, even even if the, the one you'd like to keep on mentioning as well, the USA one where we had one penalty, one offside. Yeah, it was, yeah. It's yeah. just things like that. You you just think it's, it's something like that could happen again. And um, But I think this one was pretty much wrapped up and I was a bit... Um, I thought it was a bit strange, really, that they took so long to make the concussion substitution on the goalkeeper Mm. um, because she went down twice in that second half, which I thought was a bit odd. Um, Can I grab you on the map? Do you think she was was concussed when Russo took the shot? Because I know it wasn't long. I think there was a chance for Lucy Bronze a few minutes later, and after that she got subbed off. I didn't see when the collision happened, but do you think she was concussed when Russo scored her winner? I, th- I think so, maybe, because in that situation, if the goal, if usually, if, if, depending on what type of goalkeeper, if you're the silver keeper, you'd rush out for that, like a, mm. what, what Manu would do. If you're a Sabrina type, you'd probably stay on your line, try and maybe close down the angle, make sure that they don't score at the front post, they go far post. Mm. Um, and if you're a Kaylin, Kay- you'll be on the sidelines with, a, with your cheerleading <laughs> outfit on. Um I still apologise if you are Canaan fans, um, but um, yeah, it's just, it, it, there's so many different ways to, to take that away, but don't take anything away from Melissa Russo, she no, basically, um, it's almost like she was, she talked herself through it, through what she was going to do, mm. and mentally prepared for what was going to happen, and the fact that it happened, um, but just to go back on the, uh, I can imagine that she probably, if the goalkeeper was uh, Perez, had a little, had some sort of concussion yeah. between mm. that because it, it it's not nice when it happens because it, it, especially if it happens in these big games because it's it kind of takes away a little bit of the glitz and the ga- glam of mm. the of the goal if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah, it just I was watching it. The technique, the footwork, it did look a bit strange but I suppose yeah we I don't want to go into a whole topic about goalkeepers and women's football because that's been done to death and it's not the place for it um Colombia had a I think a, a few really good chances um I think there was a, a one that was a Bedoya I believe it was had a drive from quite far out um I think we can greedy Mary Earps redeems herself with this one with a pretty good save yeah that she did do a, a couple of really good ones afterwards, mm. um, which, you know, once you do let in a goal like that, it could be easy for her head to have dropped because, you know, she can be so focused sometimes, but I think sometimes she can get a little bit in into the um, the playmaking as she does a little bit too much and, and lose the concentration. So to make mm. some of those saves again um, to keep us to keep us in it mm. were, was um, just a testament to to her really because it's like you say you know I don't really think she can do much more with the goal to be honest with you the girls aren't as tall as the guys are maybe a guy saves that but then again a guy could also not I was gonna say that, gee depends you know? on the guy because I think if you put Matt Matt Roberts in goal I think he <laughs> might have struggled as well <laughs> yeah it's it's tricky you know she's um, not even anticipating that's going to be a shot yeah. um she could be coming off her line to come and pick up and or uh, you know, punch out across. So I think it's hard to criticise her just based on on that that goal. To be honest, um, but yeah, she she stood strong, um, kept us in it. Some really really good saves following that, um, and looks yeah looks to be working really well at the moment. They had a few chances on the counter, as we said before, um, which which you expect. We had um, I think we ended up for a corner. They countered. There was a moment where they had almost a 2v1 on us. I thought it was really interesting. I wanted to pick your brains in this one, Lottie. Jess Carter, um, I thought had, uh, you may not have seen this one because uh, I know you obviously have highlights and all that. Um, we had a two and one break. They crossed it and I thought what really amazed me that she didn't come and engage. She didn't panic. She was almost a bit per Mertesacker, held her position, read the pass and headed it clear. 
we've maybe thought that Jess might be the weak link in our defensive back three. Would you say that she's now a rock solid definite in our back three? She's sort of come to the tournament now, would you say? Yeah, a little bit, but I don't trust her. Sorry. <laughs> I, don't it, it's her, no, it's two games. She's had two really good games, but the rest, below par. Um, it's a lot more to convince me of. It's probably because it's mostly because she's in Leah's, Leah Williamson's spot. Mm, yeah. And it's like my Arsenal lawyer is kicking in, so I'm like, mmm. Mm. Yeah. But no, she's done really well. I've got I ate my humble pie. I've enjoyed my humble pie. It was very nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say that. But I'm yeah, I'm pleased with her at the moment. I'm mm. happy. She's absolutely solid. I didn't I just didn't see didn't see that at all. But from what I've seen on the highlights of her, yeah, she looked pretty good. One player I do want to quickly we'll move on um while we've got you lottie is Ramirez, striker for Colombia. I thought she was amazing in this game. I thought that as, as good as our defence line was, I thought her her physicality, holding up the ball, I don't think she gave Bright uh, Greenwood to get, um, a moment's rest, kept them honest. How did you, what how have you felt about Ramirez and her her World Cup? Oh, well, she's she's absolutely brilliant. Again, she's she's playing, I think she's over in Levante, mm. in Spain and Liga F. So, again, I think I did put this out there already, but they better watch out because the world is watching her. Mm. She's had, no, she's had a, she's an absolutely brilliant. She's not, I know we see this in the women games a lot, but she's not one of them strikers that sits down and rolls on the floor. She'll <laughs> get up and keep going. She don't no. care. Um, and we'll see a little bit more in the women's game as time's gone on, but in terms of time wasting, but she's not the one, one to time waste. If she's given enough time to get the shot accurate, she'll, it's off. That's yeah. it. But when you've got the likes of Greenwood and Bright pressing on you like the way they do, Alex Greenwood has had a brilliant tournament, by the way. Oh, we're going to come um, for her later, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. When you've got Alex Greenwood coming yeah. at you in the form that she's in, you mm. don't have that time to make that clinical shot. Mm. And I think at one point, you one of her shots just went narrowly wide of the yeah, bottom area. There, there was if, a swivel the box. Yeah, yeah. that's mm. it. That's the one. She had a swivel and then she and then she kind of struck it. If it was on target and Earps did not get there in time, that would have gone in, and that would have yeah. been a sensational goal. But it, it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be. I think Colombia, um, we should say England played, able to manage, so we say the game, full-time, 2-1 England. I think that it was a it was a battle rather than a game of football. That England, in an arm wrestle, England just had enough to get past Colombia. I think it's another case of experience, resilience. We've been through this of the Euros. England is the team that now knows how to win um, against any team except Australia, which is kind of awkward considering who we've got next. Um, but I thought, <laughs> uh, um, but on this day, I was re- this uh, game in isolation. I was really proud of this team. Um, G, I'm going to uh, go to you full time. Um, England, I think we could say probably managed the second half well. What were your post-match thoughts? Yeah, it was. Um... Oh, I was absolutely buzzing for a start. Well, yeah. <laughs> I basically had to then, as soon as the whistle went and I knew, I then turned around to start watching the Arsenal game. Yes. But I kind of, for a couple of minutes, couldn't adjust my brain from that mm. really good moment of feeling, oh, thank God, we got through it. We played a lot mm. better. That was really exciting. Good game. The prospect of Wednesday to then go to switch off, I didn't want to lose that moment. No. Um, as quick as I did, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's it's that we've we said all along they just haven't been, and I think for a few games they just haven't been where they are. Is it a lot because of the long season, things that have happened personally between them, injuries, everything has that affected it? And now it's it's sort of coming together again. Like you compare it to the quarterfinals, that was a real turning point as well, wasn't it? And then we pushed on from there. Um, so yeah, just just want it to come round again, really. Just want Wednesday to be here and just see what we can do against a very very good side that are on mm-hmm. form as well. It's, it is quite interesting. For my experience, was I'd um, I'd watched the game. I had two screens going. I had the, um, the England game and the Arsenal game, and the England game had just finished two one. I turned it off, moved over to the Arsenal game, and just at that moment, Saka top bins it against yeah. Forest, and it was like it was like a double double hit. It was fantastic. It was like the most amazing like two minutes, just yeah. crammed in one moment. Um, absolutely fantastic timing. Couldn't it be better? Um, Lottie, obviously your your experience was somewhat different because you um, you weren't able to. Watch. 
the last the, the closing moments because you were in a, in a prime seat watching Arsenal destroy Forest in that first half. Um, so I was going to say, if that's the case, how did you find out and when did it all sort of click Honestly, into you? Yeah. there's a reason why I say the Arsenal is the best club in the world. Yeah. They had an announcement and they showed the goal on the screen. I yeah. could not believe it. Are we like, talking like on, on the main screen in the stadium while the, the game screen, was playing? Above the away fans. Oh, not, not, where not, I was seeing, not, I was looking at it. Not just in the concourse, the major screens, they had it on. They, and They, they, they... it on. They gave the shortened version of it because yeah. obviously we had all the junior gunners and doing their thing with Gunnosaurus at half time as usual, which was right in front of me, funny enough, this time round. Um, but yeah, it quickly showed a quick flash of it, but it was once only, which yeah. is a little bit disappointing. Because like when you want to see something, you want to see it a couple of times from angles. And I didn't have that footage. Okay. You just had the main little clip from, was it on ITV? Yeah, ITV was in the game. Yeah, there's the main little clip and then they took it off the screen. But the ground lit up and I was like, yes! Jesus! Was, and that... like, it was a bit bizarre because I got looked at really dodgy. He's like, why are you screaming your head off? And I went, unless you lose a place for Arsenal. No. no. Yeah. Am I... Oh, come on, guys. <laughs> Whatever. Where are these people, man? Yeah, why, Do you know what? I was sitting in the family enclosure, so I've got to cut the kids some slack, but the adults, no. Nah. Yeah. Well, clearly, <laughs> clearly, Lottie, you need to introduce yeah. you to our podcast where we're explaining all this so the Arsenal, they know what's happening. Absolutely. Did, so that was, that was the Russo goal they, they showed. Um, did yeah. they put up like a full-time result on the big screen as well? No, oh, right. they didn't. But the guy that does the halftime show did say, our new signing from Manchester United. He made a point of saying yeah. that. And I oh, was, yeah. yeah. That was nice, smooth. And so the yeah, half... three was dropped in there. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'll have that. So, so I, the... I was really buzzing. Obviously, I've I've seen that goal from Eddie directly in front of me. Yeah. I've had that footwork from Saliba into Saka. And I was yeah. just like, okay, that's top of my day off. I'm done. I'm happy. So was, was it at half time when it, the news broke that you, we, we were there, oh, yeah. done it. Yeah, yeah, because half, half, it was half time. They weren't going to announce yeah. it during the game. No, it was, no, wasn't it would have been. It would have been rather so confusing. I knew, I knew a good twenty-five <laughs> minutes after everybody else. Twenty-five minutes. Yeah, maybe a bit less. Mm. Can't remember what minute he scored. Uh, yeah, it was. Yes, I think it was yeah, sixty-third minute or something. Yeah. Um, I want to get into a bit of a, a, a player rating. There's quite a few. Oh, sure, before I do that, I'll go quick going to Matt. Don't want to forget Matt. Matt, your post-match thoughts um, after the game. Were you happy with what happened? Were you nervous, or do you think this is a good building block for the future? Um, I think the fact is we're now into familiar territory, which is great to see. We haven't been at our best, and I'd probably say even in the Columbia game, it was still very 50-50, even mm. the ball possession. It was quite actually nice to see now this time around that we're actually seeing... It's not like a 49 possession of 51 percent. It's actually like 37. You see the transition, uh, what's in transition, which is the contested balls, and then you got the other team. Um, so it's so you actually get to see more of what what's happening during the uh, what's happening with the ball, it, where those battlefields are really are in the midfield or going forward. So um, it. It's one step going forwards, and it's it's getting building that confidence. I can now officially do my stat, which I've been which has been bugging me, and you Come have on. finally seen. Come on, Matt. The last time England played Australia in Stadium Australia was twenty years ago, and Johnny Wilkinson scored the conversion <laughs> in the World Cup. Well, no drop final. goal, a conversion, drop goal, no, no. drop goal. Come on, if yeah, you're gonna. <laughs> Yeah. Knew you were yeah. going to do that. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, right. yeah. imagine imagine that England get a World Cup semi final against Australia twenty years later in women's football. Was it? It's the same stadium. It's the exact same same, same stadium. The has been spruced up a bit since two thousand and three, though. It's not the they must have put a few more stands in there. You know what makes it even better? Well, unless that the goal that the goal that Alessio Russo scored. Yeah. That was the that was the same end that Johnny Wilkinson scored in. Is that so? Are we is it the same stadium we were in for this one? So it's we're, we're back yeah. in familiar territory. Well, that's nice to know. We need we know how to win in that. So stadium. we've got a lucky end. <laughs> lucky, yes, yes. No, I have I have good memories of that. I think that was the first rugby union match I watched, and I only saw the last five minutes of it. So all I saw was the drop goal at the end. So that's quite the experience. Um, so England are through, thank goodness, to another semi final. Yet another semi final. This is we since 2015 we've been hitting nothing but semi finals. 
Olympics excluded, but that's Team GB, so that doesn't really count. Um, interestingly, it's a repeat of the result we had against Colombia 2015, 2-1, although very different circumstances in that one. Um, I want to run through some of the players because I think there's a few players that stood out for good or for bad. Um, we did mention one of them, Greenwood. G, how impressed have you been with Alex Greenwood in this tournament? For me, she's the our player of the tournament so far. Okay. Because I think she's been so vital in protecting Millie as she's got back into fitness again. Mm. Uh, I think Millie's pretty much there now. And you mm. can see their partnership is then they're starting to cover each other like Millie and Leah did. But I think Alex has been there to cover for her, to sweep up afterwards. Um, she's the one that's staying, although most of the time she'll be taking the corners or free kicks. She's also swapping and staying at the very back um, to sweep up any any errors that Millie has unfortunately made naturally from being out for so long. Um, yeah, so I just think she's been phenomenal. There was a really good block she did as well the other day, which could have resulted in a goal. Um, mm. She got One of the players got past Millie just slightly. Millie did try and block it, and then Alex was there to sort of run around and get herself in front of it. So, yeah, I just think she's been... Brilliant. Her set pieces have been really good as well. Um, Penalties quite good as well. Her defence, most importantly, has been (laughs) like top draw. Because she is, although she is sort of playing on the wing a little bit, she has been been there to cover up as well for Jess Carter as well. So um, she stepped into those shoes very well, I think. And she deserves deserves to be recognised for it. Because, you know, naturally the the goal scorers get get the limelight sometimes. Like we always say with Kira Wall, she doesn't get enough credit. No weirdly but yeah. yeah I think I think my my player so far will be Alex Greenwood I remember watching Greenwood back in um, 2019 at the France World Cup and um, I think it's fair to say I thought she was a bit patchy um, very loose at the back obviously Phil Neville was trying to get us to play out from the back without coaching England how to play out the back which isn't the best way to do it and there are a lot of loose passes back passes passes straight to the attackers from the defense what she did actually score quite a nice goal there's a clever corner kick routine to do with Tony Duggan against Cameroon but she wasn't that I would say not stable but she was she was very risky on her passes very um and there was one against Sweden which it was a bronze medal match we we lost 2-1 and Greenwood made a bit of a defensive mare gifted the ball away and Sweden scored um, it's been fascinating to see her growth over the last four years, and you did worry the fact that she never really got a proper crack at the Euros with, you know, Elliot, not Elliot Daly, crikey, this isn't rugby, Rachel Daly. <laughs> I keep doing it, Rachel Daly. I know Lottie is aghast that I'm not only, I've, I've got the name completely wrong, her, her favourite. Rachel Daly playing at left back ahead of Alex Greenwood, that's obviously where she normally plays. Um, now she's got a way of putting both in the team, help, but the fact that obviously Leah's out. I'm uh, really, really pleased to see how well she's doing. I think she's been absolutely brilliant in that centre-back position and and we've needed it. And the move to the back three, I'm not fully convinced by it. I think there are flaws with it. What I would say is if you're defending a 2-1 lead, having a back three with that structure, which you can flop into a back five and you can pull people in, makes it so much easier to defend in numbers. Um, And in that sense, it did work quite well. So massive props to Greenwood. Very good World Cup. I'm going to come to Matt on this one. Ella Toon. Matt, now we've said we said before in this pod, she's knackered. She's played every minute of the World Cup, of the, of the season, the WC season. May night, I think we could have run her into the ground. She didn't play in the last game. She was obviously out of the team. So she's had a week off. May not be much. Would you? Is it fair to say that coming back into the side with James being suspended, this is another game that slipped through her fingers? So just before we go on, Lottie was laughing behind the <laughs> scenes uh, for all our audio listeners because she was, was again, it's a Manchester United player. So um, I don't have any problems with Ella Toon. It's just sometimes she is a bit hit and miss. Um, I remember Maisie talking about her and she'd been very much 90 minutes, 90 minutes, 90 minutes, 90 minutes. If you're doing that for club and country, something's got to give and it's either fatigue or you end up having a really poor performance and if I'm honest I think she's kind of been marked out of the World Cup a lot of teams are sort of putting two or three players on her just to really test her and she hasn't really had that opportunity to show what she showed at the Euros and maybe 
it maybe it's done her a bit of good because it's a bit of preparation that she'll get next season. But at the same time, you can't continue playing 90, 90, 90 all the time. Um, the real question mark would be what happens if Elatoon doesn't um, turn up? Uh, who then takes that number 10 spot? Well, this is my follow up question is with James obviously suspended, Lauren James suspended. You're looking at the bench. I mean, the only, there's, there's very few midfield. The only midfielders I can really see are Coombs, um, Zellum, and Nobs. And quite frankly, I can't see either of those players playing the position that Ella Toon is, is operating at the moment. The only one that I could probably say would do the job would be uh, Jordan Nobs. That's mm. only this sort of semi-Arsenal bias, but, <laughs> but she she can do the job. She but she would she would literally run through walls if to do anything for her team. I think she would love to be able to come on, but for whatever reason, even when she's called up, she's never been given the opportunity. Laura Coombs has gotten ahead of her. Uh, Casey Zellum has had her opportunities. Um, it's just. I don't know what what the idea is unless it would be to maybe cancel having the 10 and maybe you put a bit bizarre, maybe have Lauren Hemp there uh, and then just have Alessia Russo as the, the line striver instead of the 5-3-2 that we saw against Colombia. But Australia have been playing 4-4-2. If they end up playing 4-4-2 against us, I don't think it's going to work. You think... Us playing a back three slash five will uh, overcome their four four two ishness. There's so many limits to the four four two. The reason why it's the most basic uh, for, uh, formation that you mm. see at grassroots is because it's you doing the, the fundamentals. Sam Kerr likes to play with two or three players that can help her out. Caitlin Ford likes to run inside. Um, when you have five, five, well, between five and eight players defending, maybe even nine defenders, and you're trying to do those quick counters that you can do, uh, that we saw over at Brentford Stadium, uh, I don't think they're going to be able to get away with it. Well, I want to move on to some more, back to some more positive uh, player performances. I'm going to come to G and Lottie for these, um, because I know they're, these are some of their favourite players. G, I'm going to come to you first. Hemp. Lauren Hemp, would you say after performance, this has been a better World Cup than her Euros performance so far? Because I thought in this game, certainly against Colombia, this was the best I'd seen her at the World Cup with her runs and her goal. Yeah, I did say so, because um, with the Euros, it was the focus a lot was on her. Mm. It was all the interviews where she's going to be the star and mm. obviously Nido turned <laughs> up instead. And I think... And took her star. <laughs> yeah, and I, but I think now she's had She's had the experience of of the competition, um, and now obviously, unfortunately, Beth Mead isn't there. So she, I think, Beth not stole the limelight at all. But I think she was then Beth Mead. Obviously, was scoring, winning us the games. Every all the focus was on her, and maybe it just wasn't the confidence wasn't there for Lauren. Whereas now, she has to sort of step up into those shoes in a way, um, and I think she's handled it pretty well. And like we said, now she's gonna hopefully have the confidence going into these last couple of games. Last two games. She's got two more <laughs> um, games. <laughs> yeah. It's only it's only natural, isn't it? I think um yeah, we, we talked I talked before about her and Kelly switching quite a lot, which they we, we haven't seen them do this tournament really on the wings. They've sort of stayed where they were. Um so yeah, I think she's she's done really well and hopefully yesterday can give us some some confidence going into Wednesday. Certainly, I felt some of her runs, especially um, in the channels, um, the sort of direct running we used to in Man City. Well, I haven't seen enough of that in England, but I thought it really came to force. Some of the the battles they had, I thought this is more like the hemp I'm used to, and I thought the the awareness in that that moment, that half second at the end of the first half, to to see the opportunity and, and take it, thankfully, was massive. Um, another player who I felt was really hardworking, running in the channels, creating stuff, was Alessia Russo, um, Lottie. Um, I'm going to give you a chance to give for a minute just to say, Lot is Alessia Russo now finally arrived at this World Cup and has she now had with a sec only a second goal, but would you say she's had a successful World Cup so far? I was expecting Rachel Daly there. Absolute miracles. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's later. So, uh, yeah, the thing is with Russo, it's, it's, 
as we sort of talked about, is he's adapting about uh, to the way she plays. And when you look at if you put Daly there, you've got to change the way you play every time when you interchange yeah. them. Can't play them side by side because it doesn't yeah. work. It won't work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, she's sort of coming into it. Um, I would like a few more sh- t- shots on target from her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just kind of the Arsenal fan in me. I need these. She's got two more goals. Misses. Two more goals than poster girl Sam Kerr. We should make that distinction. Yeah, but <laughs> Sam Kerr's been injured. There's a difference. <laughs> that's the problem. And Australia have realised that they can score without her. Mm. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays. Um, but yeah, no, she's she's doing really well. I'm quite pleased with her at the moment. Can't wait to get her back home and yes. in the Arsenal red and white. So I'm quite I, looking I, forward to her joining us. Hopefully she she should be back by October, shouldn't she? She'll miss qualifying, but quite excited for that. I can't, um, I can't wait for the Liverpool game. That 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 weekend of the seventh day. Yes, <laughs> yes. I can't for that. That's, um, so yeah, no, people don't know that's the game at the LSV when we go to Manchester United. Lessie Ruta, again. Yeah, Lessie Ruta returns to Lee Sports that's Village. Nice. Can't yeah. wait. Um, yeah, no, I'm quite impressed with her at the moment. She's she's doing well, but a few more on target, yeah. I think, and then her confidence should grow and grow and grow some more. Um, can anyone else imagine her getting that final winner? I'd love it. I'd love it if she did. I, I, I could imagine it being a curveball, though, just a player that's been on, a bit like Lena Hurtig in that penalty shootout against America, the one you don't suspect, like Chloe Nothing Kelly. Nothing that stressful, please. <laughs> no. I was stressed out and I wasn't even supporting Sweden. Yeah. Nothing that stressful, please. One player I did sort of have my eye on, and not in a good way, um, I wanted to maybe just throw this out to the group, anyone can sort of chip in. Lucy Bronze, she's been amazing for England these last few um, tournaments, um, absolute legend. But I've noticed, especially in the games when the players have been quite physical, and Colombia were like that as well, she does seem to lose a lot of the 50-50s. Um, there's a quite a few moments when she's ended up on the turf, when she's ended up having the ball robbed off her. Am I overreacting or do you, Matt, I'll go to you first. Is this something you've seen maybe a bit of as well? That maybe, And maybe that extends beyond Lucy Bond to maybe some of our players of, of struggling in these 50-50 duels. I think we actually have seen a physical game, but I've never seen a referee. I know, referee time. <laughs> Here <that>? we go. <laughs> I've never seen a referee be so lenient and give pretty much nothing all game it was very minimal and considering how physical it was I wasn't expecting it to be like that and um I don't I generally don't know how to say it but Lucy Bronze was um has always been fantastic I'm still waiting for that goal by the way um (laughs) but I, I, I think at some point I think you get to realize that the later the legs are starting to go. She's already mentioned before the tournament that she would love to play in another World Cup if given the opportunity, but she doesn't know how far she can go because of her injuries to her knee. Yeah, I think, again, she's been an amazing servant, but I do wonder if maybe we're seeing leaning towards the end of, of Lucy Bronze. Maybe I'm calling it too soon. It's just something just maybe I think of in the back of my head, but the problem is I don't think there's anybody else who can play that position as well as she does. Um, I think... The prime example is the fact that Linda Casado terrorised her. Mm, yeah. We can't ignore that. No. Like, she's 18 years old. You think with her experience, she'd be able to keep her quiet. But from no. what I saw in the first half, she yeah. was terrorised. Kai, Kai Sado was doing not, a number on her. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't our exclusive was... bronze of the Euros, put it that way. No, all, all previous World Cups or previous Euros. There was a moment when she absolutely roasted um, Jess Carter as well, I did I did notice. Um, but Kaiseido is a very promising young American I'm a player. This is obviously where we say goodbye to Kaiseido, sadly. Um, she gave us some amazing moments, had an amazing goal against Germany. I don't think this is the last we've seen of her. I think we're going to see more of her and I can't wait to the next World Cup. Well, hopefully Colombia will be there. Um, but it is England who march on. We're into the last four. I think this does also mean we qualify for the Olympics if yeah, the governing nations can bash their heads together and put forward another Team GB team. So, fingers crossed for that. Hopefully, Hegarisa won't be in charge of that. Well, I know. Well, it's oh, all was... changed now, Adam, because of oh. the Nations League. Oh, is it all... oh, so what's the new ruling? That's just a good point. So, what's the new ruling? So, we, we play uh, Netherlands, Belgium and Scotland and whoever yeah. tops the group it goes into a final four and then whoever gets into that first, three, that first, second and third, they go off to the EU. 
Olympics in Paris. So there's a chance that we might not have oh, so, right, so, players will have a break this um, next summer. So the Olympics is no longer determined by World Cup placement, it's no. determined by the Nations League. Well, that's another reason to watch Nations League because I didn't really have much my mm. much of my eyes on it, but definitely will if we can get into that prestigious competition. Um, so, yes, as I said before, top four, we're in the semi-finals again. I mean, a flashback, 2015, I couldn't imagine us being in semi-finals on consecutive occasions. I'm just so used to knockouts, group stages, not getting through the competition, not really doing anything in it. But now we are consistent semi-finalists. Lots are going to come to you first. Are we going to break that semi-final World Cup hoodoo and get to a final? I have absolutely no idea. I've, I've just, I've literally, this is my first World Cup. How can you be asking me that? I don't know. Okay, well, put it this way. Do you think we can beat Australia? I just said, let's you reach to score the score the, the the winning goal in the final. Come on. Right. What, what do you want me to say? So you think we're going to top all the hosts? I think Australia. That gives you the answer, does it not? Right. So you are you are us topping Sam Kerr, Caitlin Ford, and Steph Catley in Stadium Australia. I'd um, love to. I'd, I'd love. I'd love to set, tell. Sam Sam Kerr to stay at home in our own country. Yeah, why not? G, are you confident? It's going to backfire on me. I don't care. Oh yeah. <laughs> G, are you confident that we can top all the Aussies in the backyard? <laughs> yes. We've got to <laughs> we've got to sort that left hand side of Australia because um, Steph and Caitlin were working very well yesterday. Yes. yes. Um, that's their biggest threat. Without obviously without Sam Kerr being in the team from the start. Um, that's where everything was happening yesterday. So yeah. we've got to we've got to snuff that out. Um, but yeah, why why could we not? They haven't been. They're obviously at a very good point now. Mm. Um, as as are we. So it's going to be a cracking game. We should say that side. They are going to be attacking our Lucy Bronze Chess Carter side of the defence with Ford and Catley. That's going to be very interesting to watch and or listen to, depending on your platform. Um, Matt, you obviously you are the, the harbour of hope and positivity. Um, where do you see this one going? Oh, uh, <laughs> this is the thing. It, 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 when you get to this stage, I mean, the last time that we got to a final it was a Euros and it was a home Euros. Yeah. And, you were at that semi-final, weren't you? I um, was, I was. It was very nice. <laughs> it's it's just one of those things that you kind of think about and go, can you do it outside? Because they haven't in the past, but I'm just going to be sitting on the edge and probably say a little bit towards no. Um, and Lottie's giving me the angry eyes yeah. and shaking her head. Um, but um, actually, it's the look of disappointment. <laughs> like, come on, man. Have some faith. <sighs> I have been the in, champion. In Serena, of, we trust. In Serena, we trust. I, ha, I have the faith, but I just think this Australia team, it's not about them being strong. It's about them having the 12th man now. Yeah. We don't have that 12th man, 12th woman, yeah. whatever you'd like to call them. Um, although we did see that against uh, Colombia, that we they were pretty much against the crowd. Maybe that might be the difference this time around, but wait and see. I'm looking forward to it, that's for sure. I'm not looking forward to it because I don't ever, I never feel comfortable about basically playing the hosts at a major tournament because as Matt said, the 12th player, the crowd and the crowd, the Matilda fans have been amazing and it's a momentum that's only going to grow during the World Cup. And as we can talk about how in Euro 96, how much the England got behind the team then and you know, obviously it ended in disaster in the semi-finals. Um, but the crowd backed the team like never before then. We're sort of seeing something similar with the Aussies. I I don't think we're going to do it. I think it's going to be, and I, I, for me, considering what's happened, considering the injuries, I would take a bronze medal right now. And I think that's what we're going to win in this tournament. But I think we're going to push Australia all the way. But I just think they're just going to nip us. And I think Sam Kerr's going to score against us. I, I think I was always nervous when Sam Kerr got injured, but she was sort of coming back to fitness. And I could just see that the, 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 the wall like chart, us moving together. Between Caitlin Ford and Sam Kerr, yeah. they play against every single one of these players. Yeah, They know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, but Sam Kerr's The only Sam people Kerr. are at a dis, like, disadvantage at this point is probably Ellie Carpenter. Uh, and the likes of Kyra Cooney-Cross... And everyone who doesn't play in the WSL yeah. on a regular basis, or yeah. who hasn't in the past as well. Well, I, I just think Sam Kerr will just Sam Kerr, and it'll be a bundle. It'll be something scruffy or header from a corner. 
she will open her account because I've just seen that wall chart and I've just seen us two move together. And Sam Kerr's just coming more and more back to fitness. She's going to start for the first time in a semi-final in score. It's just going to happen. And I'm going to be absolutely heartbroken, especially when it, she beats Jess Carter and me bright in the air. And I'll just say, you should know better. Gee, would you like Adam's job on, job on a permanent basis? <laughs> I'm not even joking anymore. If that happens, I swear. I'm just getting on with But if we're going to win, it's going to be 1 0 after extra time, and Ella Toon's going to score the winner. So I'm just going to throw that out there for the positives. Um, but that's it. That's the end of the show. We've run out of time, um, much like Colombia has, sadly, in this World Cup. But England, thankfully, do march on. And we march on to Wednesday for a showdown with Australia. Um, look forward to doing um, the. Uh, the announcement after that one, if I'm allowed back on the pod, depending on the result. But before then, we're going to sign off. Um, G, as our guest, you can go first. Where can we find you? Yeah, just on Twitter is at GTriggs. Um, and Instagram is at GunaG1. Um, yeah, thanks as always for having me on. And let's go again on Wednesday. Indeed, let's go again on Wednesday. Matt, where can we find you? You can find me at MattLR28 on Twitter. And leaving to last Lottie, sadly, but uh, nonetheless, Lottie, where can we find uh, you? Sadly, is it? Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Um, yeah, no, uh, at Lottie underscore AWC for uh, Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you can find me here being driven stark crazy by Adam Salter. <laughs> or kind of laughing or kind of backing up Matt on VK because Wonderland. <laughs> Yes, and we should say we do have a, our own Twitter account. Um, the pods will be shared on our Twitter sphere, so do keep an eye out for that. Um, if you want to find me, it is at Adam Salter 4, where I'll be winding up not just Lottie, but plenty of our people on the Twitter sphere. Um, but yeah, that's your sort of thing. But no, that's it. That's it. Game over. Time over. We're out of time, but we will be back soon. Um, we hope you enjoyed the pod. We hope you enjoyed listening in. Please do give us a like, subscribe, follow, etc., etc., etc. And we will be back soon.